0: Hello and a big warm welcome to you. This is Marian Rose and in this podcast I'd love to talk about psychospiritual parenting and the Taurus. T-O-R-U-S. So I wonder, have you heard about the Taurus? Have you seen images? Have you seen videos? If you haven't, it's a little bit like a donut with a hole in the middle, one of those donuts. And uh, with a lot of, uh, moving energy. (laughs) Um, might even want to have a quick Google now if you don't know what it looks like. So there are, there's a lot of research out now. I'm no expert in the Taurus, but there's a lot of research out showing that, that the Taurus is the, the structure of energy movement in many, many, um, different, um, aspects of, reality, including planet earth, including human beings, including um, the structure of uh, cells, um, galaxies, so many things like that. So as I say, I'm not an expert. So if you want to find out more about the Taurus from that perspective, I invite you to go and have a look. What I'm going to talk about the Taurus is in terms of the psychospiritual perspective and psychospiritual parenting. So psycho-spiritual parenting is something that I have developed, combining a lot of years of a lot of different trainings and a lot of different um, explorations. And I really want to appreciate all the people's work who I have studied and learned and trained in to, um, to bring together this conglomeration of ideas that that is psychospiritual parenting so two of the most essential features of psychospiritual parenting are the idea that our true nature is lovingness and willingness and really the sense is that instead of those more old-fashioned views about human beings that perhaps our true nature is kind of bad or a little bit um i don't know haywire and then we really need to train be trained to be um, cooperative, loving members of society. The psycho-spiritual paradigm is really that our true nature is love. That's who we really are. That's who our most essential nature is, that we are loving beings. And as part of that, that we are interconnected with all of life, as well as being, um, each of us having a unique soul. So that's another element really of psychospiritual parenting, this, this combination of uniqueness and oneness, they're both uh, true. So lovingness is our true nature, and then willingness is our true nature. So willingness is really about the life flow, uh, life energy, and, and how we are deeply interconnected, interconnected with the energy of all of life. And, really understanding these as two principles of human nature that really represented really beautifully in the Taurus. And I remember the, the day when I, I'd i been talking a lot about, for, for some years, about the willingness channel and the love sphere, and I'm going to share a bit about more about those, then I suddenly had this aha moment. Oh my goodness! if you put those together and you make it 3D and you, and you bring in some movement, that is the Taurus, the willingness channel and the love sphere added together as the Taurus. So I'm going to share a little bit more about, um, what has often happened in, um, the old paradigm forms of parenting around lovingness and willingness. Um, and that's really that, this, this innate nature has not been understood so there have been all kinds of different uh, ways of responding to children that haven't helped them stay connected to their innate lovingness and willingness. I really like that roomy quote and I'm probably going to not remember exactly what the quote is but it's something like um, your job is not to seek for love but for ser- to search for all the the barriers that get in the way of it and this is, this is very resonant with this approach because in terms of the love sphere or the, the, the kind of Taurus part, which is more like the, uh, the outside of the donut, that circular um, movement that happens, is that's the love that we are, that's our true nature. Our true nature is love. And we basically need two things to help us stay more connected with that love. And the two things are to receive a loving environment, and there are very, very specific ways that that can happen, and for our um, love hurts to be lovingly heard. So what generally happens is, in the older forms of parenting, is um, these this loving environment piece wasn't really understood. The love needs weren't really understood in terms of what babies and children really, really need. And so much of that really is their core needs for connection. You know, in old fashioned parenting paradigms, the child's doing something that they're told that they they're doing it just for attention. And that's seen as in a judgmental way, but to actually understand that for babies and children, um, physical, um, touch and proximity, connection, um, understanding, empathy, um, these are really, really core basic human needs that actually help them s- stay connected to the love that they are. And the other the other part of that is listening to their love hurts. So inevitably love hurts are going to happen. So love hurts are where the connection is lost. And that may be separations. It may be where as parents we're not, not attuned. We don't understand what's happening for our baby or child. Or we... You know we're feeling stressed or our own painful feelings are showing up or unmet, uh, we have unmet needs, all the reasons that we can be stressed and stretched and our child experiences that as a disconnection or a misattunement and there's pain there. The beautiful thing is in psychospiritual parenting what we can do is two things, we can aim to meet those love needs to provide that loving environment as much as we can knowing that you know we can only do as much as we can and we all have a you know our own limitations and we live in a culture that doesn't support parenting and you know so to be compassionate with ourselves around that but to do whatever we can to meet those love needs to provide the loving environment and also on the the second part is to listen to those love hurts, which generally comes through children's crying, through children's expression of disappointment and sadness and loss. And one of the major ways they express that is through their tears. So it's listening lovingly to those tears. And what generally happens is if we don't do that, if we don't understand that those two pieces, the the providing the loving environment or meeting the love needs and, um, listening to the love hurts is those love hurts and um needs get stuck on the outside of the torus so i see it as kind of like um clods of uh, play-doh or clay that gets stuck on the outside and uh, just like if you think of the sun and the cloud coming in front of the sun the the sun's always there it's just we don't We don't necessarily see it as brightly sometimes if the clouds are in the way, especially depending on where you live in the world. And it's the same thing with, uh, the love sphere or the love Taurus is that the more those, um, those love hurts are stuck on the outside, um, the less, so let's talk about all of us, not only our children, but us, when we, the more of those we have, the less we feel loving, the less we act in loving ways and the less we're able to to take in love from others so it's a really different way of looking at human beings so if a child perhaps is um, I don't know doing something that you really they you they know that you don't want them to be doing and they just keep on doing it From an old paradigm perspective we would believe they were perhaps doing something wrong, we may move into coercion or shaming or punishment or something like that, or rewards to try and get them to to stop, so it's really a a behavioural approach based on a belief that human beings are kind of wild and unruly and need to be taught in whatever way, whether it's more enjoyable or or less enjoyable to, to behave, in inverted commas. in comparison this the psycho-spiritual approach is um, my child has forgotten their true nature as love in this moment and what do I need to do to be able to help them reconnect with that true nature and there are usually two things one is the providing the loving environment so that might be bringing in the connection or it may be uh, listening to The Love Hurts, which may be listening to, to sadness and crying, which helps the those clods come off, um, or some of the clods come off, so that they can feel loving again, so that they can um, behave in ways that are loving again, and so that they can let in love again. So, really, knowing that as parents, the more we can provide a loving environment and help them express those love hurts, the more they can stay connected with the love that they are, which means that sense of feeling loving, um, being able to let love in, responding in loving ways to people and animals and nature and all the things. So that's the love sphere or the, or the, the, um, the rounded bits, (laughs) I'm going to call them the rounded bits of the Taurus. What about the will? So the will is really uh, kind of harshly understood in our culture. I would say that the will has been um, used in very unenjoyable ways really in our culture. Uh, It's been used as power over for a long long time. It's been used in power over and um, force and coercion and punishment and really these um, harsh, harsh, harsh ways that we see showing up in all different aspects of our world right now. And so what, what happens if we take that back to the Taurus again and we look at um, true will and willingness? And in the model, that's really the, the, the hole in the middle and the energy that moves um, both up and down from north to south and south to north in the the Taurus that is uh, the willingness energy as I used to call it, the willingness channel and really that's where we are as human beings we're connected with our life energy you might call that um, prana in in some traditions you might call that um, all different things but really it's that that life energy and it's we're connected with the life energy of the universe of life uh, again whatever you call it that's what that way of tapping into that so again what happens in older fashioned parenting paradigms around that is um, the, the things that are to do with the will are things like choice and autonomy and agency again it's that point of Having our own unique self and having desires and preferences, things we want to do, things we want to learn, places we want to go, uh, and that's that's really the way I see willingness. It's the channel between d- the divine and matter. So we get a calling. Uh, we, if we want to act on it, we need to be willing to act on it. But unfortunately, our culture in our culture there is so much distortion around the will and willingness, and what we have instead is. Um, coercion, punishment, force, um, guilt, guilt to do something, um, power over uh, and those basically those with power over using power to make people with less power do things. This is what our culture is really based upon. What happens is um, for children then children again, their true nature is willingness, which is that, that deep interconnectedness with their life energy and the life energy of the universe, which means um, lots of capacity to take action in alignment with their values, um, to say yes to what they have a yes for and no to what they have a no for. And again, there are these two needs. So the two needs that they have in order to keep a free flowing willingness channel that is that we provide them with a willing environment and we listen to their will hurts so again doing that to as much capacity as we have so what is a willing environment a willing environment is things like um, offering choices um honoring their yeses and their noes. uh, you know, really honoring their agency, um, supporting and doing them doing things that they want to do. Um, you know, really, really listening to to them around their yeses and nos, what they want and what they don't want. The wonderful thing, again, there is this second opportunity, which is listening to their will hurt. So again, it's inevitable that all children, even if we're aiming to to provide that winning environment, is that they will receive. Um, will hurts. And the will hurts, uh, when they get accumulated, um, they show up in a blocked willingness channel. So what happens is all these will hurts um, block the energy of their life force. The wonderful thing is we can support them in expressing these will hurts and that is generally through uh, frustration expression of frustration and the expression of outrage or a no or a tantrum tantrum is a big expression of um, will energy so again is so different from our old paradigm culture isn't it so different because the way i see it And if you think about it for yourself, if you've, and I think all of us will have had often many experiences of this. If there's some way in which someone is stepping over um, the line, if they are perhaps um, taking something of yours or um, doing something to you or your body that you haven't said yes to or your property, the most natural response is a, a no it's a no and to me that's, I call that the outrage of the soul, it's the really normal natural thing when our our, um, individual self is not being respected and the smaller a child is the more likely that they're going to experience this, not having choices, not having power over what happens, these kinds of things, it's really really normal and natural in response for them to feel this outrage, so outrage is when they get to have a big tantrum, and they and we can be there, listen, listening lovingly, they get to express their frustration or their outrage about something happening, happening, and we can honour that and respect that. That allows that silted up, winningness energy to be released from their bodies, and. The paradox is the more they can release that, the more that can lead to them generally being cooperative and being willing and um, being able to say yes to what they have a yes for. So, for example, they want to do a new hobby and they have a relatively um, free willingness channel. They're likely to to say yes to doing that. You know, it's really um, they're connected with their life energy and their capacity to take action. And the paradox is that it's actually um, silted up will energy or a silted up willingness channel or the, the middle of the Torah is getting blocked. That leads to things like hitting and biting and throwing and all, so many of the things that parents often find challenging. This is really um, when the pent up, Willingness energy hasn't had a chance to be released through these natural expressions that are so often judged and shamed in our culture. That these natural expressions of frustration, outrage and tantrums. So again this is not about some idea of perfection it's just knowing that the more we can provide a willing environment and the more we can listen to that to a child's will hurts the more that willingness channel is relatively free-flowing so they are able to cooperate they are able to say yes as well as no so um, another example of a silted willingness channel is a child who's called willful in other words a child who's who pretty much always says no who really isn't free to say yes that doesn't uh, indicate a strong will, that indicates a silted up will, because there isn't actually choice. Because one of the defining aspects of of will is the capacity to say yes when it's a yes and no when it's a no. It's really that um, that agency and that deep, deep connectedness with who we really are. So you can see how together lovingness and willingness form this Taurus, this um, profoundly um, energy-based system. And the more we can help our children have a relatively free-flowing willingness channel and a relatively, um, you know, less clods of love hurts on the outside of the torus, the more they're connected with their true nature, the more they know who they really are as lovingness and willingness, the more they, they feel loving and they feel willing to respond to their calling and to take action in, in alignment with their values. The other really powerful thing to know is that life responds to our willingness and our lovingness. And of course, that makes total sense when we look at ourselves as deeply interconnected with everything. And you look at the Taurus, as an energy system that's connected with everything else makes so much sense, doesn't it? And I'm sure you've experienced that yourself, that when you're in days when you feel you ever had those days where you feel so, um, so much love and you just see people and you see, you see kittens and you see, uh, you just want to talk to people and, and you know, life really responds to that. And I'm sure you've experienced the same when you've been really, really willing, to have your be something then these synchronicities happen and and life is absolutely there to support us because life responds to our willingness it doesn't respond to what we want and if we have a, a very silted up willingness channel we'll often experience that life is is really not supporting us and it's not that life isn't supporting us it's just that life is responding to our willingness and and it's pretty silted up right now the wonderful thing is just as in spiritual parenting there is psychospiritual spiritual reparenting and there's also psychospiritual development so we can help ourselves to return to a much more embodied sense of knowing that we are lovingness and willingness, that we are love and will, that we, that we feel loving and we're able to receive love and we're able to naturally respond in loving ways and we're able to say yes when it's a yes and say no when it's a no and be willing to to follow our callings and really feel that deep sense of aliveness and and flow state that is a signature of being deeply, um, deeply willing So what I love about the Taurus model is it so fits this psychospiritual paradigm of love and will and really I think brings it to life in ways that can make it a lot more easy to understand because there's a a lot of things when this is new if this is new to you this approach there's a lot of information but what I love about it is even though it's really big big picture and this paradigm can fit with uh, if you look at culture or you look at politics or spirituality or personal development parenting all of those things but you can also take it to the most um, specific level in terms of specific responses to your child and also in your own psychospiritual reparenting there are really specific things that we can do um, and in our own psychospiritual development and in particular have four um, processes and practices that directly relate to love and will so the loved ones are the inner loving crew practice which is literally um psychospiritually reparenting ourselves as we connect with an inner loving mother an inner loving father an inner best friend and inner beloved who who respond to us in deeply loving and compassionate ways and there's also the inner loving presence process which is like a time portal where we actually go back and and reparent uh, our inner children by listening to their unexpressed feelings, and and reparenting, giving them reparative experiences. And then in terms of the will sphere, I have the willingness practice, which is really about understanding, uh, in really practical ways, uh, this practice where we connect with what we most deeply want to have do or be, and go through a process to help us be absolutely willing in a a full-bodied, truthful, authentic sense to have, do, or be that, uh, which has miraculous correspondences in that life, as I said, responds to that willingness. Just as life responds to our lovingness, you know, the more my experience is, the more my inner dialogue is loving, compassionate, and supportive, the more I receive support from the outside, the outside in inverted commas from other people. And then the fourth practice is, Uh, conversations with life. So this is a way of really um, in very practical ways experiencing our belongingness and deep interconnectedness by being able to actually understand uh, the conversation that life is always um, giving us. The the messages, the symptoms, that can be anything from a signpost to a strange thing happening to a body symptom. Something our children come in and say to us, uh, to what's happening with our internet or sudden strange phone calls, um, signposts. You know, life is basically conversing with us all the time. And there you go. My my dog is having a lovely sleep right here. You can probably hear him. It's so enjoying sleeping. So see, I would be I would be reading everything that happens as as a conversation with life. Um, So those are the four practices and processes to really bring the Taurus into life in really practical ways. And in psychospiritual parenting, again, there are really practical things that we can do to help provide our children with a, uh, a loving and willing environment and to help them heal from their love hurts and their will hurts. So, uh, the Taurus, if you haven't already seen it, I invite you to to look it up if you didn't already, so you get a visual of that because it can really help to go, oh, that's what she was talking about. And if you're interested in this approach, I have lots of free and paid resources on psychospiritual parenting, psychospiritual development, uh, lovingness and willingness, in a loving crew practice, in loving presence process, the willingness practice, conversations with life, all of the things. So um, marianrose.net is one of the places you can find those. Thank you so much for listening. I'm sending you so much love and I look forward to talking to you next time.